0: You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge.
1: So, Shannon, have you um, you've registered for the Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway, right?
0: registered, but you did uh, you did remind me to put it on my calendar to book the <laughs> hotel room, and I
1: am not coming! Oh, that's right. Yeah, so uh, you, you need to do that now.
0: Uh, I need to do that. Yeah, go ahead. And, and so does everybody else. Go
1: ahead and take the moment. Yes, yeah, so if, if you've registered for the getaway and you haven't booked your room at the Law Meridian, do it. Do it now. What are you waiting for? If you haven't registered for the getaway and you still want to come, we got like two or three spots left. That's it. And so... Once they're gone, they're gone. Act now, because I'm thinking we probably will just close it down. That way we can start sending all the people that are planning to come to Dallas uh, June 23rd to the 26th. We'll start sending them all the preliminary information so that they are raring to go by the time they step foot on Texas soil in the DFW area. So welcome to Sexy Marriage Radio, where we are having honest conversations and planning for a getaway and... Having straightforward talk about sex and marriage and difficulties and struggles and joys and pleasures and fantasies and masturbation and toys and I mean, I'm All trying trying to think of Do everything I could, but love. but, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so, so there's there's quite a bit of conversations and a lot of these and come lube,
0: and lubes and fantasies and yeah we could go on and, and yep. hygiene and I a, don't know a lot. lot
1: of this comes from <laughs> our listeners too. Uh, I, I would say this is listener-driven radio because. It's our topics, to our ideas, they come from people that email the show at feedback at And you can too. So that way we would know what's going on and what topics <laughs> would really help you. You can also jump on iTunes, leave any kind of a review. There's some, been some great comments on iTunes lately about Good. just straightforward talk, honest. If if you're married and not listening, what's wrong with you? Some of those kinds of things. So Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and I have to say, I found it quite comical. I recently got an email through shannonethridge.com, and they said, I couldn't find the email address to to leave a comment. It's like, really? How many times on the show does Corey say Feedback
1: at <laughs> uh, uh We keep trying to figure out we, we want to be easily accessible. And so that's how you find us and any email you send is read by both of us and we often will reply or set it in the queue for future shows which this isn't nec- today's show isn't necessarily from anything specific, but it seems like a natural follow-up because last week we did, um, the old flames that have entered the world and how do you recover how do you deal with that what's going on you know just the slippery slope that that can be and, and we received some great emails at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com on and we
0: touched a nerve with several people on
1: that subject and so a couple weeks ago you and i happened to be at the same esther pearl day weekend workshop whatever day long workshop not so we
0: almost didn't because you kind of held out on me I didn't even know you had signed up for an Esther Perel conference until it was like what you're going this Friday I'm going too I was trying to cheat on my
1: co-host
0: I I, I had to tag along like the like the pesky little sister and I'm supposed to be the big sister here I'm supposed to be the cool big sister no
1: problem at all but anyway so Esther Perel in case anybody's not sure she's got the the best way to be introduced to her is uh, Google Esther Pearl TED Talk because she has two that are two amazing ones tens of millions of, of views for both of them because it's all about affairs and infidelity and her whole philosophy and approach is is really progressive and really open and really healing and yes. as a professional I've, I, I fully believe in it because it's a great way to frame tremendous pain in in, right. a, in a way to bring it about possibilities and open up yeah. new dialogues.
0: Right. She really reframes infidelity to take it much deeper than just, uh, you were horny and you took your sexual energies elsewhere and cheated on me. There's it's, She talks about how there's always deep longing and loss right. behind usually every extramarital affair. Right. And so, yeah, I, I'm glad that we're going to talk about this today because I do think that her approach is, um, is groundbreaking. Um, I don't, I don't know that I've ever heard her kind of take on it from any other professional.
1: Right. I mean, I was introduced to her through the book, Mating in Captivity, which is another really good read. um, Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's how she originally got into this field as as far as became known as in a name. And it's, it's not about affairs. It's just about sex. And it's a great framework of that too, that is, Mm -hmm. is really a good read. So because here's here's the thing that it, I think everybody that listens to our show would probably understand. You know, when we go into marriage, I think we all have deal breakers in our mind, right? Yeah. And so, you, most everybody's going to say, "You cheat on me, I'm done." But if that actually does occur in your years into a relationship, you've got a family, you've got you've got a house. You've got yep. finances interwoven. You've got retirement accounts. You've got a lot of things that you've created together. It's not as simple as if you cheat on me, we're done.
0: Right. So now right. we're left it, to how do we to,
1: navigate that?
0: Yeah. It's easy to say that from the very beginning yeah. when there hasn't been a lot of commingling yet and hasn't been a lot of entanglement yet, but yeah, you throw some kids in there and a miniature empire in there with funds and retirement accounts and all that, like you said, And you can really have to look at it hard, hard before you can come to the conclusion that I can hit the eject button and leave this. Sometimes it is easier to just work through it and heal and and figure out how to forgive and move forward with a healthier relationship. And I love the question that Esther Perel asks at the end of her TED Talk on infidelity, where she says, your first relationship is over. Yes. Now you have the opportunity to choose a new relationship with the same person. Right. And I love that. I think it's very, very true. I've seen many couples have to forge that.
1: Yeah, because I want to say straightforward to everybody listening that affairs are survivable. Even nasty, long-standing, deep, complicated, hurtful Mm -hmm. ones are survivable. That doesn't necessarily mean everybody will, but just because it happened doesn't mean it's, it's done. Only- I think
0: that they're I think they're only survivable if both spouses truly believe that it is completely over and they're willing to invest themselves entirely in this relationship. Because I think that any man or woman who feels as if they're waiting for the rug to be ripped out from under them again right. is just going to create more stress than they can manage right. to the point that it really isn't sustainable. So the person who was cheating really has to go to great lengths to show that – um, that I'm looking for redemption, I'm looking for restoration, I'm looking for forgiveness, and I'm willing to bust my tail to earn it.
1: Right, right. And so I think let's let's just kind of start this whole conversation with the framework or the lens of so it's been discovered. You know, so we're speaking specifically to the listeners that have picked up um, that have been referred to Sexy Marriage Radio, and so you you now have discovered your husband's affair your wife's affair. You've, you've discovered something's gone on, there's been an infidelity moment and that could be emotional or physical, both. I'm going to, let's just, I think, I think they're all applicable. Yeah. They all fit because they're all destructive. They all hurt. They're all betrayals.
0: Right. And, and can I just interject something right there really quickly? I think an emotional affair is just as damaging as a sexual affair. Yeah. Because you think about it, men don't usually leave their wives for the prostitute; they leave their wives for the woman that they just totally fell head over heels in love with, right. and vice versa. Right. Women don't. Yeah. It, it's usually the emotional entanglement that pulls them out of the marriage, not just the sex.
1: Right. So, so it's been discovered, and now you're re- uh, one of the best things you can do is reach out for help, <laughs> find somebody to help walk alongside with you. And find somebody that can be an objective third party that can give you a container to deal with the mess of this, mm. because it is a mess that we're yeah. dealing with. Because this is and not
0: be messing for a while. Yeah,
1: because this is not linear. You know, it's mm. not. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this happened. It's because I. It's because I turned you down on Friday night six years, six months ago. That's why this happened. No, it is not linear.
0: Mm-mm. It's more like a roller coaster ride. Yeah. Starting with the deep plunge, yep. and then hope of restoration, and then your hopes are dashed when you find out more information than yep. you really should have known. Yeah, it it can be it, it can be overwhelming. And to so both then,
1: yeah, and so then you also need to know that this roller coaster ride for sure is going to last at least a year. I mean, it's going to yeah, go longer exactly. than that, but the first year is rough because mm-hmm. that's the anniversaries of. Oh, what were you doing a year ago now? Well, what was that about? This time last year, you were, you were sneaking away for this. And this time last year, that, you know, so it, 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 there's always that comparable thing that the first year is rocky, it's rough, it's messy. And that's, again, where having a professional that helps you walk alongside, helps you give you a safe place, asks the tough questions, um, mm-hmm. and, and helps you heal is, is yeah. really beneficial.
0: Yeah. And so speaking of questions, I think that Esther Perel's, um, investigative questions versus, uh, what does she call the other Detective. type of
1: question? Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that real quick. Cause this is a great, mm-hmm. uh, this is, this is, this was worth the entire day for me. This, this, this framework right yeah. here was worth yeah, every penny because what, what typically happens whenever you discover your husband or your wife has had an affair, what does the betrayed spouse typically do?
0: They want to know who, what, when, where, how. They They, turn into
1: detective. Physicians,
0: how often, and what? just all of it. Yeah. They
1: turn into detective mode. Yeah. And they ask all these pointed, specific questions. Mm -hmm. Detective questions don't help the healing process.
0: Right. Right. I have known too many spouses who asked too many questions at be, at the beginning and now every time they encounter that person or even just think of that person, every time they pass that location, every time they engage in that particular sex act, it's it's triggering for them right. over and over and over again. Right. So I think that it makes the healing process far more difficult when you ask the wrong questions and you get those answers. And then you have to live with those. Right. It's like two things in the tube. You can't put it back in. Yep,
1: Cause some answers can never be taken back. Some questions can never be taken back. And so right. this is, and, and, this is the, where it's so complex real quick that, because think about it. What we're, what we're espousing is the idea that affairs that happen are, are more complex than linear things. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because you were all. It was you were so so ingrained in your work, and you were so ingrained in the kids. I mean, it's, it's not just linear. It's it's much more complex. But then, at the at, you know, it, it's relational. It's a systemic thing, but it's also an individual thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's individual people operating within a system. That that's how this thing happens. That's why yeah. I would come at it with the whole because I've been called to the carpet, and I was still think fondly of this of the listener that did this for me of hey exactly what did they do to you and she replied let me tell you (laughs) (laughs) what they did to me and and so i like that idea of okay hold on this there's this is a both and and so Mm -hmm. it's starting to recognize we want to deal with the fallout and and the results of the decisions of what somebody did not to you they did it to themselves now right. we want to deal with the results, and that's where the investigative comes in rather than the detective because investigative is talking more about meanings. It's talking, it's
0: talking about the why. Right. Instead of who, what, when, where, and how, it's all about the why. Right,
1: right, and uh, like one of the best questions to ask would be what did the affair mean to you? Mm-hmm. you know, what, what did it represent? What did that relationship mean to you? What could have been missing in our relationship that – brought that about so – made that so appealing, made that so enticing. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, so – I don't. it's just – it's recognizing that these are not easy answers or questions to ask. But when you ask more open questions like this, now you get the chance for the, the person who actually did the betraying. You get to see where they are. It's kind of a gauge of are they right. taking accountability and responsibility – for what's going on or are they continually shirking and being defensive and reactionary?
0: And and they may need some time to really soul search and process the answer. So don't get all defensive and assume they're trying to hide things. If they're, if they're not quick to give you the answers as fast as you want them, they need to figure out what did it represent to me? Because it's not something that people recognize immediately when they're in the throes of an affair, they really can't see the forest for the trees. They don't understand what is this really all about? I remember working with a couple and um, it was interesting how this didn't come up until she slipped away to the restroom, but he looked at me and said, man, I, I can't believe that, that all this is happening all at the same time as my dad having a heart attack. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's there's important a connection information.
1: there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's interesting how it's during little breaks that they mention things. And it's like, yeah, that's a big clue. Right. Um, when we face mortality. When we, when we are facing grief and loss um, or when old emotional bills come due, when we get triggered from things from our past or when we feel as if our uh, our own vitality or livelihood are being threatened. Right. I know that fear, fear of illness has, has driven some people, uh, you know, somebody fears they have cancer. It's like, I'm, I, I need to live. I need right. to like experience something that I haven't been experiencing in my marriage for a long time or I mean, the list could go on and on. I, but I think that more often than anything else, it's often to medicate pain.
1: Absolutely. I, I think
0: I think that when low self-esteem kicks in, maybe because you're not, not excelling in your job or your, your finances are in a tight spot or just there's been a long extended period of dryness in your marriage, it's really easy to medicate that pain mm-hmm. with some sort of sexual hit, some sort of endorphin release.
1: Right. And, uh, it, and it also is important to recognize these are uh, progression things that happen. I and mean, my are progressive in the sense that she's showing you a little extra attention and that feels really good. You know that, yeah. or or he notices you, and that I really—it's been so long since anybody's said, "Man, you look good." You know, this—it's yeah. those little bitty things that are the hits, and that's that how stroke your
0: ego, right?
1: And so that's where it's recognizing—that's an individual thing.
0: Yeah, it, but you also have to ask: Is it really about me that I'm all that? To them, or is it really about them needing the re- the reciprocity? Is it about them needing the compliment and the attention and the affection? Right. Because a lot of people will project their needs onto other people and make them think that it is all about them when it's really about that other person's neediness.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. So if, if, you, if we can frame the idea of great questions in the sense of we want to be more broad, we want to be more... Um, meaning-making kind of things rather than specific details. Because I have I have been an advocate whenever I'm dealing with affairs in my office, because this happens, this is a, a lot of the couples I see, that's what brings them to an intensive, because mm-hmm. it's a great container to deal with the healing in a short time frame, and at least set them off on a different path. So I'm a big proponent of professionally, don't go into the detective. Don't go into, you know, more detail doesn't help Mm -mm. because that just, that just adds more stuff because if you want to build, if you want to build something to where your second marriage with this person is completely different with a different depth, there's no way around confronting the trust thing. There's no way around confronting faith in this thing because trust is in the unknown. That's where mm-hmm. trust comes into the picture. So, yeah. I mean, Pam, as we are tra- as we are recording right now, Pam's traveling, and so yeah, she's seeing sister and nephew's graduation. And but there's a lot of things I don't know what's going on because she's three states away. But yeah. the trust is in the unknown. There's still times where I'll get that momentary man. And the brain fills in the blanks with the worst possible scenarios, you know, because, you know, in, in that <laughs> that's, just the that's way human nature, Yeah, it's exactly what we, we do it. And I have no reason to suspect anything, but there's still that element of trust is in the unknown. And so mm-hmm. when you have a betrayal, I mean, this is what happened in our marriage, in Pam and I's marriage, that I had an emotional infidelity. Years and years ago, and then it wasn't five, six years later. I I knew I was heading into this field as as a therapist, and one of my first couples was, lo and behold, us. (laughs) It seemed like it's like that's really interesting. And so Uh after working with them the second time, we're driving on a long road trip, and I just make the comment, "What is it that helped you stay with me? What is it that helped us recover?" Mm -hmm. And she said, "It's because you became." a better man from this. Mm. And that's the difference. It's the whole, it's recognizing what does this mean as a marker on on going forward? Because think about it, Shannon, look at your own life. The pivotal moments we've had in our lives are the ones that are rough. That's what makes
0: Mm -hmm.
1: makes us better people.
0: Right. What doesn't kill us makes us stronger. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. If the spouse feels as if they, ultimately came out with a better marriage as a result of the growth that took place in the cheating spouse. I'm not saying that it's kind of like choosing cancer. Nobody would choose cancer, but gosh, sometimes you really know how to live when you've had cancer. So sometimes a couple really knows how to bond and connect better when there's been an affair, when there's been an infraction of that trust.
1: So, so let me, let me add a quick, um, because I think if I, I can't remember the exact phraseology she used, but, it's worth noting to the person who did the betraying cuz you could be they could be listening to this mm-hmm. because they this could be a you know what I do not want to lose what I've got and that's a huge motivating factor. Mm-hmm. And so she's one of the things that's important to recognize is becoming vigilant for the relationship. For the person who did the betraying needs to be the one that's vigilant towards the relationship now because the person right. who was betrayed they're the ones that have, are obsessing, ruminating thoughts, all that stuff. They want to ask questions all the time. And if you will come forward and just just the, the mere statement of, is there anything that you need to know? Lots of times can help recalibrate yeah. the partner on, right. no. I, I'm, there are, but I'm good because I'm, I know you're asking, you asking questions about our relationship tells me you're interested in our relationship. And that's yeah, what or I it doesn't know. even have
0: to be a question. Yep. You can just simply say, "I want you to know I'm here today. Yep. I, I choose to be here. I yep. can choose to be anywhere, and I'm choosing to be here with you because you are my number one priority." And that's even a, just making a statement like that. Can and be that's very a great
1: important. question that you can ask because how many times have you worked with couples where the partner chooses to stay, but they're staying for the family, they're not staying for the spouse. So, yeah that's what, so I've a good question that a good question is are you staying because of me or our family
0: yeah or because of the money I mean let's be real if you think that marriage counseling is expensive wait until you price the divorce it's 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 expensive and yeah. there's a lot of people who stay in it simply not to have to split things 50 50.
1: <laughs> I just had an email from a an old old friend that his his tagline on the signature was, and he can't remember who's th- who's this quote's attributed to, but it's you know, marriage is grand, divorce is fifty grand or something, <laughs> something <laughs> like that. Like ah, that still rings true because it's it's messy, and that's where I want people to recognize, reach out to people that that like us, you know, like you and I, Shannon. That
0: right, that's what do we do this
1: for a living. And,
0: and, and I know that we both have lots of success stories. I, I, I definitely would say that I have far more couples who decide to stay together than those who decide to go their separate ways. Yeah, It's usually a deeply entrenched addiction that, it, that just he, that he or she, I mean, I'm not saying that it's always the he that acts out in an addictive manner, but it's usually a pattern yeah. that the other person simply can't break. But if it's a one-time infraction, I, there's generally you know, healing that can take place. Right. Um, but you know, when it does come to that whole addictive pattern thing, if you have tried and tried and tried, and your spouse continues to be unfaithful to you, you need to really look hard at what this marriage is doing to your mental and emotional health and the stress that it's going to create in your body as well. So your physical health as well, because always walking on eggshells and wondering, where is my spouse? Who are they with? What are they doing? Are they cheating again? Is no way to live, right? And so, even though divorce is expensive, sometimes I do advocate divorce if I feel as if this person is going to have a miserable marriage and therefore a miserable life as a result being married to this person. Well, sometimes it
1: becomes a no-brainer because the you know the the betray the betraying spouse, no regret, no you know no remorse, no accountability. They're continuing, and it's and it's the lies after lies, and it's the fifth time you know, uh-huh. <laughs> or something. So, right, but it's still, I, I don't know, look, we, we've got like five, 10 minutes left. So I want to, I want to give, here's, here's some pointed questions that are, yep. that are great investigative types. So go, go with the ones, that stand out to you and I'll fill in the others.
0: Okay. Well, I had numbered them. Okay. Go. You ready? We go roll. Well, you mentioned the first one, help me understand what the affair has been for you and what prompted it. Yep. Where, uh, I'm sorry, were you looking for it or did it just happen? Because mm-hmm. we know that sometimes things just happen. You weren't looking for it. Right. Did you think of me and the kids when you were doing it? Uh, what was it like when you would come home? What did you experience there that you wish you could have experienced with me?
1: That's a great question.
0: I love that question. Yep. Did you think about leaving me? Did you want me to find out? As in, were you just trying to make me jealous? Mm-hmm. Did you hope I would leave you, and did you feel in? Uh, I'm sorry. Did you feel entitled to your affair? And lastly, do you think you should be forgiven? Yeah, I think those are all really great those questions. Are. Yeah, fill in some blanks. Yep. Any that any that come to your mind on top of that?
1: Yeah, there's a couple. The ones that jump out to me because this is stuff that happens a lot in my office is: Would it? Would it? Ha- what would have made it end if I hadn't found out? Ooh. because that is one of those a lot of times affairs, affairs end because it's just found out but that's the difference of uh, the complexities of this is just because it didn't end doesn't mean the person that's in the midst of it isn't feeling guilty about it they just can't yeah. they're they're trapped on both sides yeah and it's a trap of their own doing and i'm not mitigating any of any of what could you know what happens but it's still recognizing this is where it becomes really really deep and complex because mm-hmm. just because you go off and do something like this and get caught up in something does not mean there's, I mean, the, there's clients I've worked with. And I love it because when it clicked for them was when she recognized, because he had the affair, and when she recognized, he mm-hmm. felt like an SOB long before it, it was found out. Because he had yeah. a conscience. He knew what was going on. It was just this whole I'm trapped. I'm stuck, and and he didn't have the courage to come forward. And so when it finally came out, it was a huge relief. And now she's on this struggle because she's way behind on the. He's an sob because she agreed, and um, so it's just recognizing she needed now to time to heal. She needed time to okay. What are the ramifications of this? And he took and he took. He had some really good moments in the sense of. What do you need from me? How can I help? What you know? He became a little more vigilant for the relationship, Mm -hmm. which helps.
0: Yeah, yeah. It brings to mind a couple that I was working with, where um, she had had an affair with her boss, who was a doctor, and he was significantly older than her. And so, yeah, that's a no brainer. It's like, okay, there's some daddy issues there. But I also learned as I continued working with them as a couple that one of her biggest frustrations is that he, quite frankly, acted like a little boy around the house. I mean, he would play video games for hours at a time. He didn't pick up after himself. She felt as if she had three kids, right. not two. Right. And so, you know, sometimes it, there really is something that the, the spouse who's been betrayed needs to examine in their own life to ask, how did I contribute to my spouse's temptation? And I'm not saying it's ever their fault. Sure. But let's be real when there's a lack of emotional maturity in one of the spouses or a lack of emotional availability mm-hmm. in one of the spouses. Like we get emails all the time mm-hmm. from people who just feel as if their spouse is not emotionally available to them. And then they meet somebody who seems to be very emotionally available and very nurturing and very intriguing and maybe even, you know, a little sexually charged and and they can feel like a sitting duck. Yeah. So yeah, looking at the marital dynamic and what you're disillusioned and disappointed with is key to preventing the affair in the first place. If you can be honest about what you're disappointed by in the relationship, that can go so far, but only if the spouse will be receptive of, of what they're hearing you know, their husband or wife say to them. That right, they need.
1: Right. and that's the whole thing is uh, the, the recoveries to affairs to me, the path forward is honesty. Mm-hmm. that's it. It's, it's, it's yeah. and it's Confession. not, yeah, it's not 100% transparency because there's still that area. There's still that area of unknown that trust right. is because
0: the gory details, you don't want the right. gory details, but I'm it also, confess your sin to one another, not confess the gory details right, to one but another. But I'm
1: also not an advocate of, okay, so spend 24 seven together from here on, or, you know, <laughs> make sure you put a tracker on their stuff. So that way, you know, how is that Ex- really helping rebuild you first and foremost right. and most importantly and then in turn you, each other
0: yeah external motivation does not at work in my opinion it just yeah. it works for a while but as soon as it's gone if well, that person is not internally motivated to be faithful then it, it, this goes back to, to do it the, again.
1: yeah this goes back to just being able to take the courageous step of you know what Am I presenting something worth being in a relationship with 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 the way I'm handling this? Am I presenting something that draws a person in to where they actually see the allure of the affair and the eroticism that might have been there because of the illusion and the fantasy side of it and the virtual thing that comes with it? Am I being something that is worth choosing? that's worth pursuing that's that's inviting because right. that's what we all want and that's where because i've seen so many couples and a lot of times this this fra- this question works really well of they get they they discover the affairs going on and they're so desperate to keep their partner that and then their partner is kind of subconsciously pushing them away because nobody wants to be smothered like that and manipulated and so being able to ask the question, why do you work so hard for somebody that's clearly demonstrating they don't want you, mm. you know, shift that to where present, what does that say about you the courage of, am I presenting something worth wanting? Cause that's, what's inviting. Yes. Yes. That's
0: It really is okay to play hard to get in marriage. You, you don't want to be the suffocator and nobody wants to be the suffocatee either. Yeah. There needs to be that give and take and that balance. And yeah. yeah. And that's it's been a good show.
1: It is. And, and this is a tough one. This is a deep one. And we've had a series of these. Maybe we need to, you know, talk about swinging from the chandeliers and, Music. <laughs> Lighten and, it up a little and, bit, and, yeah, something a little a more, fr- a little more frivolity <laughs> going on. So
0: we will do that. <laughs> but
1: it, it this is something that that rings so true to people because it just happens. I mean, it's it's there. I mean, that's Esther Pearl's work. The main thing she focuses on is the happy couples where there's been an affair. That's the interesting thing. Yeah, why it,
0: do happy people cheat?
1: Yeah, life is pretty good, and it's not an obvious, oh, I could I see why. No, it's the whole, why would you do that? you got everything that you need at home and everything you want. And that's because that's the complexities of us as people. I mean, we are weird, wild little creatures.
0: We are. Sex is weird. Sexuality is weird. <laughs> yes, <it> is. <laughs> and so that means our show is weird, and we are weird.
1: <laughs> well, and if you want to see a little more weird, come to the getaway. <laughs> um. Seriously, June 23rd to the 26th. This is the last chance to register. So if you're planning to join us and you haven't done so, do it now because we want to see you there. We would so love to see you. wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, thanks for taking some time out with us. We'll see you uh, next time.
0: We love you for listening. If you've benefited from this podcast, consider becoming a member of the Bed Buddy Club. Your financial support will help take Sexy Marriage Radio to the next level and enable Corey and Shannon to strengthen many other couples. Learn more at sexymarriageradio.com by clicking on the purple button.